Chapter eighty six of the Wild Huntress. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Shasta, Oakland, California. The Wild Huntress by Thomas Maine Reed. Chapter eighty six a true tigress i walked out toward the stream the lovers met me halfway as i looked in their eyes illumined and sparkling with the pure light of love i hesitated in my intent after all thought i there will not be time to tell her the whole story the indians will soon be on the ground our presence will be required in the council and perhaps it will be better to postpone the revelation till that is over let her enjoy her new-found happiness for an hour longer i was thus hesitating at the same time looking the beautiful huntress in the face when all of a sudden i saw her start and fling from her the hand she had been hitherto holding in her fond clasp. The look of her lover, mine as well, was that of bewildered astonishment. Not so hers. Her cheek turned pale, then red, then paled again, while a glance of proud anger shot forth from her eyes. The glance was directed outward toward the plain back upon wingrove and then once more quick and piercing toward the plain equally puzzled by her look and behavior i faced round in the direction indicated by her glance i had the explanation at once the chief wakara had arrived at the butte and sat halted upon his war steed by the side of the wagon there were three or four other indians around him mounted and afoot but one on horseback was entirely unlike the rest this one was a woman she was not bound yet it was easy to see she was a captive that could be told by the way she was encircled by the indians as well as by their treatment of her she was on horseback as already stated and near to the utah chief in front of him neither wingrove nor i had any difficulty in identifying the captive it was su wan ni the chickasaw the eye of jealousy had found her equally easy of identification since it was by it she was first recognized and it was upon her that marian was directing those lightning glances it was her presence that had caused that convulsive start and those fearful emotions that now proclaimed themselves in the countenance of the huntress maiden the storm soon burst perjured hypocrite this is the love you have sworn 
with the oath still burning upon your lips once more betrayed oh man once more betrayed oh god would that i had left you to your fate i declare marian declare nothing more to me enough yonder is your attraction yonder oh to think of this outrage here even here to the wild desert has he brought her she who has been the cause of all my unhappy ha she is coming up to you now sir meet her face to face help her from her horse wait upon her go villain go i swear marion by the livin his speech was interrupted at that moment su wanee who had shot her horse clear from the entourage of her guards came galloping upon the ground i was myself so surprised at this proceeding that i could not stir from the spot and not until the chickasaw had passed directly in front of us and halted there could i believe that i was otherwise than dreaming wingrove appeared equally the victim of a bewildered surprise as suwanee drew up she gave utterance to a shrill scream and flinging herself from her horse rushed onward in the direction of marion the latter had turned away at the conclusion of her frantic speech and was now close to the bank of the stream with her back towards us there was no mistaking the intention of the chickasaw the hideous expression of her face the lurid fire burning in her oblique eyes the white teeth shining and wolf-like all betrayed her horrid design which was further made manifest by a long knife seen glittering in her grasp with all my voice i raised a warning shout wingrove did the same so too the utahs who were following their captive the shout was heard and heeded fortunately it was so else in another instant warning would have been too late and the vengeful chickasaw would have launched herself upon her unconscious victim the huntress faced round on hearing the cry she saw the approaching danger and with the subtle quickness of that indian nature common to both she placed herself in an attitude of defence she had no weapon her late love scene needed none her rifle had been left by the butte and she was without arm of any kind but quick as thought she wound the, the mexican serape about her wrist and held it to shield her body from the threatened thrust the chickasaw paused as if to make more certain of her aim and for a moment the two stood face to face glaring at each other with that look of concentrated hate which jealousy alone can give it was the enraged tigress about to spring upon the beautiful panther that had crossed her path
all this action was well-nigh instantaneous so quick in its occurrence that neither i nor wingrove could get up in time to hinder the assailant we both hastened forward as fast as it was in our power but we should have been too late had the thrust been better aimed or less skilfully avoided it was given with a wild scream the chickasaw bounded forward and dealt the stroke but by a dexterous slight the huntress received it on the serape and the blade glanced harmlessly aside we hurried onward to get between them but at that moment a third combatant became mingled in the fray and the safety of marion was secured it was not the hand of man that had rescued her but an ally whom perhaps she deemed more faithful it was the dog wolf the impetus which the indian had given to the thrust and its consequent failure had carried her past her intended victim she was turning with the design of renewing the attack when the dog rushed upon the ground with a savage growl the animal sprang forward and vaulting high into the air launched himself on the breast of the chickasaw at the same instant seizing her by the throat in this position he clung holding on by his terrible teeth and aided by his paws with which he kept constantly clawing the bosom of the indian it was a painful spectacle and now that marion was safe wingrove and i ran on with the intention of releasing the woman from the grasp of the dog before we could get near both victim and avenger disappeared from our sight the indian in her wild terror had been retreating backward in this way she had reached the bank and having lost her footing had fallen back downward upon the water as we arrived upon the edge neither woman nor dog was visible both had sunk to the bottom almost on the instant they reappeared on the surface the dog uppermost and we saw that his teeth were still fastened upon the throat of his human victim half a dozen men leaped into the water and after a struggle the savage animal was dragged from his hold it was too late the sharp incisors had done their dread work and as the body of the wretched woman was raised over the bank those who lifted it perceived that the last breath had gone out of it the limbs were supple and the pulse no longer beat suwanee had ceased to live End of chapter eighty six